times. Yeah, even though he's a bot, you think he's been waiting for this? Switches podcast, man. LJ and Tony here. Hopefully, you guys, um, wherever you are, hopefully this finds you in good spirits. And if not, hopefully this can help you get to those good spirits. Yeah, important, yeah, especially in today's time. <laughs> How you doing, Tony? As can be, it's important to make sure that you keep your joy level up, and, um, and even if you have a moment, you can't dwell on it. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of people, um, I think it's understated how sometimes it's just not possible to not be sad sometimes. You know what I mean? But but you can't stay there. It's important. That's the thing that that sucks, and the things that can alter. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta make sure that you you, you keep yourself going. And you, can't, you can't stay down. It's it's the comeback. It's the it's the it's the way that you you stand up from that, which determines everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you want to talk about that, or do you want to just kind of um yeah? I um I knew that uh. I knew last week was going to be weird because the way everything kind of bounced out with my grandmother passing, uh, that, um, it, 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 they were like, yep, funerals at 11 on Saturday. And I'm like, Hmm, same day as the wedding. And then as it kept going further, like I'm, I'm watching CDC and they're releasing alerts talking about how, yeah, groups of 25. Nope. And then they dropped it to groups of 10. Nope. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to either of these, which, and then wedding was canceled. Like I was going to, like I will say this: if y'all was going to try to be illegal and do this thing, I was going to do it. I was just going to be there with my tux, bro. Like I, I was coming, I was coming to the wedding. Um, yeah, like I was like, we got to do it. Like just, it's it's a lot of history there because you know how me and weddings are, especially with the last couple that we've had with mutual friends that just went like trash for me. So like, and I've never talked about it publicly, just like, so you knew, you knew the full scope of it. So it was important to me, even when other people were like, well, you just got to send a card. I'm like, yeah, I'll send a card to my family because I'm going to this wedding. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, but, um, yeah, y'all decided to go ahead and cancel it. I will suspend it, postpone it. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I I believe, I don't know, man, because, I mean, everybody has different reasons for why they want to do things the way they do, and I think it's important, long as long as you and your, your I'm going to just say wife, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, right, gotcha. Yeah, and I know us, we pay 40. So, like, it's just like, yep, okay, there it is, boom. So, legally, yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to say wife, but, you know, just for the sake of, yeah. Um, But, yeah, as long as you and your wife are on, on agreement on that, man, it don't matter what everybody else say. Yeah. Yeah, everybody got to have that person that centers them, though, or grounds them, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people aren't taking it serious, right? Like, just the whole aspect. I mean, we, we haven't even said it its name, but y'all already know what it is, like COVID-19, coronavirus. Like, it's, it's I'm not going to say that it's ruining things, but it, it is definitely, they're bringing things to a full stop, um, and rightfully so. Yeah, because, I mean, we've talked, I've talked about this on the pod before, about how I didn't take it serious at first, and, but even with me being late to the party, I still think that I'm earlier than, like, 80% of the America. <laughs> like, honestly. Um, so even as far as that, 
having a situation where at my job we might have been compromised and the job didn't tell us about it for until like three weeks afterwards you know just all kinds of crazy stuff right and they got they got the nerve to offer time and a half right now for people that could drive in that's crazy anyway whatever um but um but yeah it, it, coronavirus is, is impacting a lot of things and uh like as far as sports all postponed or canceled depending on how far they were in the season like march madness is gone that uh that would have been so clutch right now um um every major sport halted every last one uh after um the nba was kind of proactive on testing we'll give adam his credit on that it's proactive on testing one of the utah jazz players tested positive and it, it, it within what 48 hours everything was canceled like every sport, like NBA was canceled as soon as he became positive. I think within like two or three hours, they moved quick. They knew exactly what to do. They understood how they what they needed to do in order to flatten this curve. Um, so yeah, they've been league leading on this for quite some time. So, um, so sports and all of that's been that. Of course, personal life and everything for people. You heard about Tony talking about his wedding. Um, me with work. Um, it's a lot of other situations too that's been happening. Um, even with me with the uh, the funeral for my grandma, you know, like that wouldn't have been an option until then. She told me there's so many people that was coming from out of town that's gonna be there, and my grandma was was older, so immediately eighty percent of the people that's gonna be there was gonna be over fifty sixty. It's like a breeding spot, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, no, nah, there's there's no way in good conscience I could go, especially knowing what I knew about me being. At my job and possibly being compromised with it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, nah, can't go nowhere. Like I can't go. Um, like and that that was toughest decision I made this year. Easy, um, because my grandmother, um, Maddie B, um, uh, she uh, her photo stays on my vision board, and it's been there since I've moved into this house like three years ago. Like, it's been there, like, either that or it'll be in my wallet. But I like having it, like, in front of me. And so it's, like, one of the last pictures that she took that was when she was in good health. And I, and I keep it there. Uh, just, you know, I, I have a special connection to both my grandmothers. So it's, like, but for her, it was a little bit different. So me not being able to go and, like, quote, unquote, pay respects, you know, like that sucked. But at the same time, it's, like, what's the point of me going to pay respects and then putting other people in a position where I got to go pay multiple, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's that don't make sense because this going to sound rough. I don't mean it to sound rough. But at that point, it's like the risk ain't worth the reward in that case because of everything. Like, it's like I can go and get so many other people. Like, if, I, if, I'm, a, if I'm a carrier, and, and, and they're telling us to make sure that we know uh, to, to to act as if we have the virus already, right? Just the best way to combat it. Just act like you already have it and just, just do the self-quarantine, isolate and chill and all of that stuff. Just just do it two weeks. Like if everyone did it for two weeks, then it wouldn't be a situation where we're worried about this thing stretching to July. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is that people are not taking it serious and people are still gathering and, and on beaches and, you know, people are getting on flights after taking tests and exposing everybody. And Senator Rand Paul is not taking it serious. 
understand. You have so many situations where people just not taking it serious. The the Senator Rand Paul thing though, that one hit different for me. Like that and the JetBlue flight, because the guy he got tested. Oh, I could possibly have it, but I'm gonna go to Florida real quick. Yeah, they banned him from ever flying again. By the way, I don't know if you saw that story, but yeah. So like that guy got banned from for flying for life because JetBlue found out and was like, "Oh, you bugging, bugging." Um. So yeah, so that happened. Uh, but the Senator Rand Paul, he was possibly positive. He went to the gym. You know, come on, man, come on, man. It's um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if people would have took it seriously earlier. And, and another thing that's weird about it is that a lot of people, I think they were looking at it as an aspect of like, oh, well, we're expecting so many jumps in cases and things like that. But it's only like 2% of people that are actually dying from it. Not knowing how numbers work. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, 2%. It's low. As long as the, 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 the other part of that fraction stays low too. Uh, and that's what I mean by flattening the curve. It's like, yeah, that number... That other number, that that totality number, is going to jump. So of course, if twenty, if two percent of ten people have it, that's two people. All right, that's low. But if a hundred people get it, two percent of that is twenty. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you kind of keep going, thousand, right? Two percent of that. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you know, twenty. You know, you you get the numbers. It jumps. My math, my math sucks. My math sucks. No, no, no my math sucks. Y'all comment on how bad I screwed that up. But you get what I'm saying. Um, twenty people, and it kind of goes like that. Um, so that's that's the big thing. I really said, nah, man, I'm so upset at myself. No, no, this is bad. The Rona got me, bro. I don't like it. I hate it here. Um, but. <laughs> But that's the thing, though. It's like the higher that number scales, the higher 2% becomes. And it already be like it's at the point now where it could be one of the most lethal things to ever hit. Already. Already. And that's that's before the U.S. hits the projected uh, infection scale that's slated for July. If this thing isn't flattened because people still are going on walks on the beaches and overcrowding places. 
and not understanding what social distancing actually means. Six feet is six feet. You feel me? Like, just, you know, wash your hands. But people are nasty, so they don't. Or, you know, a lot of times, I think the biggest issue that I can say that Americans deal with, and the reason why America isn't the most likable nation in the world, is because it's very selfish at its core. Honestly, I feel like America, like, people don't care until it affects them directly. And that's an issue. And I, I and that's a thing that and in this case could could be the death of some people, them not caring. And I, I, I and I don't want to say that. And I, I, but the thing is, is that the gravity of the situation is heavy and like you really need to understand it, even if you think, well, it's not going to affect me because I'm 20, 30 years old. I'm OK. Um, it, it The virus is still. There's a lot of things we don't know about it. Like, it's some people that's having reported liver damage from this thing from after recovering from it. We don't know. Like, they were saying, oh, kids can't get it. Like, like it's a seven-year-old, like, it's a case of a seven-year-old that has it. It's like, oh, animals can't get it. It's a case of a couple of dogs dying from it. Like, we don't know. So you have to act accordingly. But you know what? I think that might be the thing that make a lot of people care when 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 it comes out that the animals can get it too. Because a lot of people care more about dogs than they do about, you know what I mean? You remember the tier list I've said before? Like I still think that that tier list is still still accurate. I still think America, as a gen, as a generality, cares more about animals and animal rights than they do about minorities. So I don't know, man. Like. I don't know, man, and it's 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 a wild time, but there are there are positives coming out of the situation. It's showing it's showing creativity uh, from a lot of people. It's bringing a lot of people closer together. A lot of people are realizing what it means to actually work with uh, work with others and care for others, and like to genuinely truly care. Um, you got situations that's happened that where people were the problem, where people were eliminated. Suddenly, things. It went back to normal, like the canals in Venice, right? You seen that? Clear with like fish and swine and geeses. Did you see the geeses, bruh? <laughs> Me too. I watched that video like six times. I'm like, first of all, who's out here to record this? Because you're not listening to the quarantine. But secondly, this is great. <laughs> um. But yeah, the canals in Venice being that, uh, China, China being smog free in parts, like the smog aspect that was like over the whole place, like you could actually see down. That's crazy. That's crazy. I could, that, that's, that's a wild thing to say that they may not have experienced. Like, you imagine living in China, like, you're like 10, 11 years old, like, you living in China, you've never seen that, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, the sky's clear, what? I can't, I can't imagine, actually. Right. Yeah, not really realize what it is, and then they see it, and, like, because of the fact that it's not normalized, they're like, oh, no, nah, where's my smog? I could, that's, that's funny, but you can, I could see that. Um, jeez.
Yeah. Yeah. Chance to, yeah. So, but I think I think it's really interesting watching how things are clearing up when we get out of the way. I'm like, mm, it's very telling. It's very telling. Uh, so, uh, oh, also, uh, DJD Nice on Instagram. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, he had everybody pull up. Like everybody. Okay, all right. So it was a DJ who was literally. Just spinning records, just having like a house party, like just playing good records, and people were just dropping through his Instagram live. Um, I saw Rihanna in there. I saw Pusha T in there. I saw somebody on Joe Biden's account go in there. I don't think it was Joe Biden. I just not. I refuse to think. Nah, that's Pander, the pauper of Pander. I'm I'm okay. Um, plus, I don't know if Joe would like remember if he was in there or not. Um, ha, um, <laughs> woo. Um, so, um, well, it was a lot of notable musicians and people that was coming through. I think I saw Stevie Wonder come in there and watch for a while. Um, I'm playing. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. It is a joke. <laughs> Laugh with me. <laughs> We're going to talk about one day about how Stevie one day really blind, but I just don't want to be the first because I don't want to get, I don't want to get flambasted for that. But nah, they had homie out here shooting jumpers. Are you serious? Like, no, come on, dog. I know I had to, I just had to, I, I hug her and be like, look, just listen to me. Okay, ma. All right. Just hear me out. It's all I ask. All I ask is for two minutes of your time to prove the case. That's all I ask for, all right? Just give me two minutes. I can put together a compelling case just enough to make you doubt. I can do it. I can do it. That's great, and I'll spout them back while continuing. Like, like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, but I'm just saying, it don't change his music, man, at all. He's still a legend. Like, if he was blind or not, I don't think that would, be, honestly, I don't think that would tarnish his legacy any. Like, yeah, man. Like, at all. I think he'd be fine. Like, people be like, oh, word, oh, that's what's up. Okay, you just, you know. And he probably could spin it and say something poetic, like, you know, the world was such a bad place. I just wanted people, I didn't want to see it. You know, and I'd be like, ah, Stevie. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I get it, Stevie. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Like, I'm just, I have, I have thoughts about this situation. Uh, you know, questions and commentary. And uh, yeah, yeah, maybe one day we'll have it. Uh, but, man, you know, you know, ironically, the first thing I thought about, too, when I started seeing the impact of coronavirus um, hold on. Let me let me let me let me make sure because I don't want to say this and then it'd be like, oh well, nah, she got it, and I'd be mad. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's what I was gonna say. I was really worried about Betty White, bro. Like immediately, I was like, is she good? And then she started trending on Twitter, and I was like, oh snap, Rona got her. 
No, and then it just turns out everyone was just as worried as I was. And I'm like, okay, great. That's cool. I'm okay with that. Yeah, like literally get her a life bubble. I don't, I don't know why I just Betty White so much. I just I just think she's a pure spirit. I don't think she I don't think she owns slaves. I don't. No proof. I just don't think she did. She's like 98, bro. Like she was definitely around. <laughs> I'm saying I don't think she personally did. And that means a lot to me. Like, no, it does. Like, <laughs> all right, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Wait a second. Because I see, I see what's happening. Wait, 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 wait. All right, all right, all right, all right. What I'm saying is that, never mind, never mind, man. I just, I just don't think she did. I think there's, I think there's something extra to be held higher for people that never did it versus people that did it and realized it was wrong. Right? And I think that it's safe to assume that most people that are like 98 and white probably had some type of, you know what I'm saying? It's like black folks was playing spades and cards. It's like, look, I, regardless of where you came from, you probably played cards before or seen cards or understand what cards are or what they do, right? I just assume the same for older white people and, and, and slaves. And I could be wrong. I just don't think I am. That's fine. Cool. Just leave me on this island. It's cool. That's fine. I, it's comfortable here. I have juice. <laughs> yeah, and also, don't say hang in this context. I don't like that either. Um, but... <laughs> I'm just... All right. All right. So, D-Nice on Instagram. All right, whatever. Whatever. It's, just leave me alone. It's fine. All right. Um, but D Nice is on Instagram. Everybody was chilling. I don't even want to say the phrase hanging out anymore. Now I'm aware. Um, well, everyone was congregated digitally together. And it was a good time, man. Like, it, it went from a few people being in there to it grew. I think it got up. I think he has like a million followers now just because of what he did before. I think at some point it was over 200,000 people in the live. Like, just, it's just dope. Um, Anthony Hamilton did it recently. I missed that. I hate it. Um, yeah, I would have just brought some soul food and just watched. That would have been good. Yeah, man. Oh, no. Yeah, I did. I did. It threw off my list. It threw off my list. No, 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 no. My list is okay. My list is okay. Well, let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about it. How about that? So, we you know, there's other topics. There's a lot of things that shut down, but the one thing that never is shut down that lives forever is our love of music, right, Tony? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to transition. Hopefully, people are forgetting about what I said about the white people enslaved already. Great, awesome. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, no, no. It was, that was so three minutes ago. Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, stay current, right? Um. So me and Tony were talking. And we we we've never had a public discourse about our favorite our favorite music. Um, as far as specifics, our favorite projects or albums of all time, right? And now, so what we me and Tony did is that um, we hated ourselves for about forty five minutes. Um, our our pre production usually takes about thirty minutes to forty minutes, just so it gets topics and make sure that we're picking 
quality stuff to talk about with you guys. And I want to say this part took up most of it. And I'm still not 100% sold on my list. I hate it here. Oh, but, um, oh, God, I hate it here. Uh, but, but what we're doing, just so you can kind of understand what we enjoy and kind of, we'll talk about, uh, we'll pick three of our favorite albums of all time and talk about it as to reasons as of why. I think me and Tony have done it to the point where we're kind of eclectic with ours. So each album isn't exactly carbon copy or even same genre for the most part as other albums. Same as these, but they're different. And I'll explain it when I get to it. You know what I mean? So hopefully me saying same these made people forget about what I said. Never mind. So you didn't still? That's like five minutes ago. All right. So hey, it was just, I'm going to just act like it never happened. I'm gonna just act like it never happened, kind of like they did with select. Anyway, so um, so the first three—that's <laughs> my one. That's my one. All right, great, we're good. Y'all thought because we were talking about coronavirus, I wasn't gonna get these jokes off. You were mistaken. <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> anyway, so favorite three albums. You wanna go first? One and ones? Okay, alright. Okay, got you. No. Big disclaimer. These are not in order. Yeah, you want us to hate each other. Like, we're not doing that, alright? Eee. Okay. So I gotta ask, why get lifted by John Legend? I, I, I'm very biased on this. This could have easily been in my top three, by the way. Word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you say Refuge? Okay, great. That was one of my favorite songs like ever. So, yeah, got it. There's even a there's even a song on there uh, where he kind of does that whole family singing. It don't have to change. Mm. Um, refuge got me through suicidal bout in high school. Yeah, because I, I had it when I was early. Uh, it's um, when I was 12. That was when the first main one. And then there was another one that happened like in high school right before I was about to move back to Alabama, ironically, because I didn't want to come back. 
Um, and it was that uh, I was working at Kroger and I only lived like a minute, like maybe a mile or two away from my house. But I remember I remember listening to Get Lifted while driving and thinking about just letting the car go. Like I remember that vividly. Um I don't think I've ever told this story actually. Um yeah. Um and so yeah, high school I think I mentioned it. I I yeah, I alluded to it on special. I alluded to it on special, but I never talked about it in detail. But yeah, like because I I couldn't well, you can't see the future. It's really hard to keep going. And it's and it's crazy when God puts things in your life to help you just like, hey, no look, just here's a checkpoint. Just don't just don't don't give up. Like those type of things. And I think that that happens in music more so often than than it doesn't. So I remember where I was with this album. Um, I never believed a word Snoop Dogg said on I Could Change. Not a word. Not a word. He he did not change at all. But it sounded great. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you know, I have thoughts. Um... Yeah, he said, I'm willing to make that change, baby. You know, put some room. I'm like, no, you're not, Snoop. No, you're not. You're not changing for her. <laughs> yeah, didn't believe it. But great album. I can change for Martha Stewart. <laughs> I don't think Martha's family had anybody either, by the way. I don't, you heard, I don't think Martha's family had any either, by the way. Just, okay, I just... All right, never mind. All right, so yeah, all right, so get lifted was the one. All right, that that's dope. What else? Did you, did you have anything else to say about it? Yeah. All right. I like the remix Ludacris did. Is that Ordinary Negroes? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 I feel that. Mm. Mm. That's all right. I feel that. I feel that. Um. That's that's dope. That album's quality though, man. Um, if you haven't heard John Legends get uh, get lifted, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna just tell you. I think that he was kind of playing off the the double uh, the double entendre of smoking, but it's still in a very very wholesome way where you can enjoy the album, and it, it's really really dope. And like, yeah, that's not really a miss on the album for real. Like, I'm looking at the track listing and I'm just like, nah, bro, like. I think the only song I really, and the only reason why was because I thought it was corny as a kid. I'm like, ah, the album's called Get Lifted, and you got a song called So High. I don't care. You know, but even after listening to that, like, I'm just like, yeah, I see what you're doing. It's cool. Um, Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Um, Also, John's file for She Don't Have to Know, but yeah. Um, But great, great musicality, though. But I'm just like, oh, jeez. Like, why are y'all doing this? All right, all right, well, y'all be blessed. Um, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He had to change his last name to Legend to get it off. Yeah, for sure. Um, but but staying on that topic a little bit, um, and I know a lot of people that listen to us are Taylor Swift fans, so sorry, just get ready. Uh, but that whole album, it it was on the same label as uh, it was Kanye's label, Getting Out Our Dreams. So good music. It was John Legend's debut album on that uh, label with Kanye West overseeing it. Um, and it was great. So it's only right that one of my favorite albums of ever is a Kanye West album. And you're going to hear a lot of people say this, but for me, um, you usually hear people, they'll say, oh, late registration or college dropout or my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or whatever. Right. For me, it was graduation. That's my favorite Kanye album. And so it goes on this list for me. Um, and the reason why is because the first two albums and, and, and shout out to free to play podcast. Cause I think we hit on this super loose, but, um, the first two albums, you can hear Kanye has something to prove. People didn't think he could rap. So he was trying to rap, you know, and he was trying to get it out. And we, at the time we felt like he wasn't the greatest of rapper. He overcompensated with other areas. So musicality of it, songwriting, putting people together like dude, musically at that time. And, and even, even now, even though I don't really rock with a lot of the things that he's doing now, per se, um, the musicality of him and him, his forward thinking, it's never wavered, honestly. So at the time when he was in the range of hip hop, rap, R&B, like he was doing some great things. And Graduation was the first album I think was streamlined so people could just jump in and enjoy it. It wasn't a real concept to the project. It was just a whole bunch of dope songs and you heard Happy Kanye. First time you really heard that because college dropout, he was mad about college late registration. He was mad because people didn't think he was a good rapper, you know? So like, and this one was just, you know what? I'm in a good spot. Let's make some music. Let's, let's do it really well. And he was in such a good spot that when 50 cent tried to drop his project, they said, Hey, let's just do it. Same time. Like he was in a good spot. Um, and it reflected in the music. And so you have songs like, I wonder you have the glory, you have a, a champion, um you have uh just so many different songs on there and it's just different sounding songs they all i wonder one of my favorite songs on there um yeah bro uh that's 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 top for me and i me looking at my wall of vinyls i don't understand why i don't have that on vinyl yet oh facts oh facts yeah you're right i was i was going to put lauren hill's miseducation up there then I looked it up and I saw that uh, unopened copies are going for like fifty five. I'm like, I'm alright, I'm alright. Okay. The most I paid for a vinyl was forty because I paid for Luda, Ludacris back for the first time. It's the holographic, the the re release that they did. So when you look at it from different sides, it kind of shifts a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna just do it, and I just went broke and I bought it uh, at the time because forty bucks was a lot for me because I was in Texas and I had no money. So yeah. But I did it. It was cool. And I don't have a regret about that. Yeah. But yeah, Kanye West graduation. That's that's my first one. Yeah. I I'll I'll say one last thing. It, you could easily swap this album for late registration or college dropout or dark twisted fantasy and I wouldn't be mad at you. Okay, well, 808s too, but I'm just talking for me personally, right? 
because 808s and Heartbreaks is is incredible as well. Like any of Kanye's first five albums can stand up against any album, honestly. Like mu- musicality wise, content wise, uh, flow wise, like everything. Whatever you want to critique an album on, whatever qualifications and uh, criteria and standards you want to do it, it would it would meet that. Um, but for me, graduation because I like music that makes me feel good and I like music that's. You know, you hear it and it kind of can pull you out of spot sometimes. And graduation does that. Every time I hear graduation, it, it's a good it's a good thing. Um, honorable mention to Lauren Hill's Miseducation as well, because that does that for me, too. And Chance the Rapper's Acid Rap. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. What you got second? <laughs> yeah mm. Yeah. True. You could argue that even uh, Big Boy solo projects haven't been a miss, but you could argue it. But yeah. But it's something different about when they're together. Right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Gotcha. So Stakeonia is your pick on that one. Yeah. All right. It's a good album. I think if I had to pick one from them, it'd be Speaker Box Love Below. But I think that's just because I kind of jumped on in between Stankonia and Speaker Box and went backwards. So that's kind of, you know, my exposure to it has a lot to do with what I would pick. But it would be in that range. So, yeah. I feel that. It's dope. Yeah, Outkast is, um, I would love an Andre 3000 project, but I don't think we're ever going to get it. And that's fine. His one with his one with uh, Rick Rubin recently was a, uh, and it wasn't even like it, it was like a they had like an interview like he, Rick Rubin talked with him. Uh, Rick Rubin, legendary producer, just so you guys can kind of know exactly. Um, and um, he uh, was talking about how sometimes like he wants to make music but he doubts himself and it's crazy. How, you know, you can be so talented, but still deal with doubts like everybody else. You know? 
Yeah. Yep. Me too. Because every time you, you hear something from him, it's quality. And he, he don't rush it. When it comes out, it sounds exactly how he wants it to sound. And it's always just great just whenever he just pops up, man. I just rock with him. <clears throat> Yeah. Well. Yep. I feel that. Um. So I guess we'll. I'll. I'll, I'll go for my second one. Um. A little bit of a a twist here, but um. Of course, there would be a gospel project that's here for me. Um. And there's a lot of really, really incredible gospel artists. You got Hezekiah Walker. You got Kirk Franklin. Um, and Kirk Franklin should be top three, like as far as musicality, he's been going, he's been the most consistent. I think you can argue outside of him and Jay-Z, like in any genre, any, anything, he, they've been like the most consistent at doing what they do at a high level. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like a country music alternative, uh, like equ- equivalent to him, but I don't listen to country music, so I can't really go into that. But I know from genres that people know, it's like, yeah, from, um, like, for me, me knowing, yeah, Kirk and Jay seem to be at the top of that. But that's not what I'm picking. Um, I'm picking somebody else. I'm going to pick instead uh, someone else who's been super consistent, just not on a quote-unquote mainstream level, just in the gospel thing, the reign of things. And he's he's from nearby. He's from Bessemer, Alabama. But um, Fr- Fred Hammond. Um, Fred Hammond's Pages of Life, specifically, album came out almost well over 20 years ago i want to say um at least 20 years ago and that music still holds up people still perform those songs um like a lot of your favorite churches <laughs> perform songs or renditions off of this album um and that's a good thing because the whole album is just like it's it's great front to back he has a side he has a part one and part two part one is like the cd the studio release and in part two it's like them performing i think they did it live in detroit and so it has like the the full performance including like the back and forth and like the even the talking with the crowd in between and you know how they segue between you know like the performance piece of it but yeah fred hammond pages of life i literally put that album on when i'm just like that that's another album that helps to lift me or helps to kind of, kind of keep me grounded when I'm like, let's say, I don't know, hypothetically at my job, I can't stand or something of that nature. Um, I'll have it playing in my ear uh, because it's really hard to pop off on somebody uh, when you got gospel music playing. Like, it's just like, oh, OK, yeah, it kind of makes you makes you hesitate for a second and just just enough where you don't you know, you can formulate a thought before you just let that initial one fly. Yeah, for like for me, so it's I don't know, man. It's a, it's a very centered, grounded album for me. I love the music of it. Uh, Fred Hammond can't rap, but it's okay. <clears throat> Definitely not his thing. It's cool, and it's crazy because he looks like Heavy D. Does he? Yeah, does he looks like Heavy D? Like he definitely does. Like he looks like his brother or cousin. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. So, um, but yeah, Heavy D was the rapper. So I guess, uh, but Fred's super talented and all the music that he pulls is straight from the Bible. Like he, he doesn't ever do the type of, you have a lot of people that do gospel music and it's kind of, for lack of a phrase, it's sensationalist. 
um, where they kind of just pull stuff that's not necessarily in the Bible, but they make it sound great in order to make you feel good about it. Um, Kirk don't do that. Fred Hammond don't do that. Hezekiah Walker didn't do that either, I don't believe. Um, can't speak for everybody else. You know, so yeah, so Fred Hammond's. But Tony, they use instruments. Can we talk about it? <laughs> Just kidding. That was my one. <laughs> that was my one. Thanks for listening to get to this point, guys. Oh, is it? That's is that my average? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm averaging. Yeah, I'm about three, four in this. Yeah, I'm making up for lost time on this pod. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Hold that. Um, yeah, man. Um, but no, nah, yeah, that'd be dope to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, you know, which one's really good from Kurt? Like, I mean, of course you have like a uh, radical for Kurt. Not, not, I'm sorry. Not one in C is dope. Um, you have a uh, revolution for Kurt Franklin's dope. But real talk, if you have not heard Love Theory, uh, uh, Long Live Love from Kirk that dropped last year, it is one of my favorite projects to drop in like the last three, four years. It is, it is up there. It is great. The only reason it's not on my top of all time right now is because it's just a it's a recent project. And I like to let stuff brave to see how it ages. But boy, 10 tracks, all 10 crazy. Idols made me cry. Um, idols hit me in my chest. Um, and I was like, okay, all right, okay, man. All right, all right, God, I'm sorry. And then like, the, you think the song over, the Kirk comes in, hey, and then the beat drops in. I'm like, Jesus, I'm, let's worship. I'm like, here, I'm here. Like, yo, like, idols hit me in my chest. Like, I was driving, and it, it has a line in there where it says, uh, give me your mountain, uh, because I love to restore wasted time or something like that. And that hit, I was like, oh, because, like, my big thing, and just me being personal for a second so you guys can know, and maybe that's the reason why I do so much as far as creative stuff, honestly, um, is because a lot of times I'm worried that, like, I won't have enough time to get everything done or I won't, like, things won't crystallize for me to the point where I'm able to eventually live off of my creative products before things happen, like, to my family and things like that, right? Um, and that's a normal worry when you, when you want to take care of people outside of yourself, it's like, you want to make sure that you're able to provide for them and you want to do it quick. You don't want to go through no grind session in order to get something out. Like, like, nah, it's like, if I'm able to get to it and provide for my family quick as possible and make it so that we're stable, we're good. Yeah. I want to do that. Let's do that now. You know, that's a normal thing. Um, and, uh, I don't think I used to be like that until I got married. Um, because I would, I was okay with the slow process of everything, and then I got married. I'm like, nah, man, I need that money. Like, I need something to kick. Um, and so of course, Kirk's idols hit me in my chest, and I was like, ah, right, you right, you right, you right, you right. <laughs> yeah, even though he's wearing his turtleneck and he looks like a Catholic priest in this artwork, but but the album's great. Right, like literally, like every song. <laughs> um, so yeah. Shout out to Kirk Franklin, man. 
Kosia. Number uh number three. I can go ahead with my number three. I can go, I can go with mine. Uh first vinyl I ever bought in my life. Um the reason why this particular artist and what's crazy is that this artist isn't even really in my top ten like ever of artists. It's just he put out a project that's incredibly dope. Um, he's a Detroit rapper slash producer, but he decided to use live instruments for the, for this one. And he kind of like was trying to like speak it into existence about him having an album of the year. And so it's it's an artist named Black Milk, um, and the project's called Album of the Year. It's a rap project. It's not like you know how like the previous projects. I'm like, yeah, it has this content here, and it has you know just you know the feeling. It's like no, it's like the live instruments kick in, and he gets to rapping. And he brings people with him that gets to rapping. Um, definitely, it is it is a well grounded hip hop album, um, and then, yeah. So of course, like all of the element and tropes for hip hop is there. Has one of my favorite outros ever because he kind of lets the beat just kind of rock for like eight nine minutes, and like the and it has um, Mr. Porter in it, who is uh he's another Detroit producer that I really rock with heavy, who actually was in D12 with Eminem. To kind of connect that. He used to go by Con Artist. But his production name is Mr. Porter. Um, it, I'll make this tie a little bit little bit deeper for people that's kind of surface. Used to like rap. Um, 50 Cent's G-Unit. They, they, they put out songs like in the early thousands. And Mr. Porter produced a lot of their songs. Stunt 101. Like all kinds of stuff like that. So you, you know of his production. If you've listened to rap in the last 10-15 years. You've heard him. Cause he's done a lot of ghostwriting and a lot of stuff, but he's on that. But uh, Black Milk's album of the year, I can't really. I mean, that, that's really everything I got to say on it. It's one of my favorites. I love listening to it. I could have easily put a Kendrick Lamar album here, but that's a whole dissertation in itself because Kendrick don't know how to make normal music no more. Um, so yeah, I'm not mad though. I'm no, nah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I I love I love when people go spoken word when I just want to hear you rap. It's great. I love it. Um. <laughs> I sound upset. Um, Black Milk album of the year. I do. So you know, Black Black Milk album of the year. We just go focus on Black Milk. Yeah, that's my third. That's my third. Kendrick will never give us a rap album, bro. Like this dude be doing everything except I'm a I'm a produce the Black Panther soundtrack, but a whole album just of me? No. Hate it here. Yeah, the album was great, dude, but whatever, man. What's your third, Sonny? Jeez. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I think timing has a lot to do with when you hear an album. I do. Well, <laughs> okay. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Real talk. Go ahead. Nah, no cap, no cap. Real talk. Straight up and down.
one day remind me to tell the story on pod of when my dad uh found my uh my music stash that'll be a great one for the pod because you know this story yeah Man, we really do have similar stories. That's crazy. Yeah, back when she could sing. I feel that. Uh, scream. This girl is so fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We here now. Let's go. <laughs> I was going to say it if you didn't. That's crazy. I can't believe you said that. That's crazy. And and she's, he's not even, like, kidding, guys. Yeah, he's not even kidding. Like, she really did and got no flack for it. Shout out to Mashonda because she just got her husband just snatched, bro. That's crazy. They was at the, they was at the beach together. All right, never mind. Never mind. Songs of Neymar, at least in case. Sky free. And then she just dropped her makeup and it's going natural now. And people are like, all right, that's cool. But like, bruh. Whoo. Child, that was the level of spice I was not expecting from you today. So that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Songs of A Minor came out in 2001. Yeah, man. A lot of our projects that we picked were from like early 2000s. It's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I will, um, I will say this just to kind of give credit because I think that R&B isn't the same as it used to be back then. That being said, if you have not heard, listened to her, you should. Okay, so you, you, if you're familiar with her, all right, great, great. It's like one of the last 
feelings of that era that I get now. And I'm just like, oh, thank God we got one. So, like, her is great. Um, I'm diving into... I'm, I'm diving into to Snow Allegra too, but I'll come back to you on that one. Come back to you on that one. Yeah. Okay, word. So you might be able to put me on. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Cool, cool. But yeah. girlfriend now what they did i actually remember this vividly because i remember where i was when i first saw the alicia keys video um because it came on i want to say bt used to have a bt jazz or something like that no it was like i can't remember exactly but anyway um they had it where right before she sat down at the piano they played girlfriend at the beginning over the radio and then they cut the snippet, and then she's singing, I keep on falling. Yeah. And then it goes into that. So I thought that was super dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So technically it was falling, but they definitely did throw the snippet for Girlfriend at the very, very beginning. And I thought that was fire. Yo, that's right. See, the, it was there from the beginning. I'm going, songs in A minor. I'm going to favorite this later. I'm going to go back through this album. Okay, yeah. Okay. The lyrics for Girlfriend, by the way, may be silly for me to feel this way about you and her. Because I know she's been such a good friend. I know she's helped you through talking late on the phone. Oh, my God. I think I'm jealous of your girlfriend, although she's just. Ah! Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, Man, Alicia. Lord, have mercy. One day, you know what? One day we have to talk about foreshadowing in music because Kanye did the same thing. Um, and he talked about, um, even with how he had his girl, uh, had his, uh, baby. I think, uh, what is the name? It's on late registration. Uh, do your job and roll up and watch how we wager. Um, and he was like, you know, I don't know if it's on that one. No, it's not on that one. It's, it's on a different song on, on late registration, but he was like, we was practicing until you bust through the packaging, but you know what? You, my favorite accident talking about how he was going to have his child. And that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. So celebration, celebration. Oh, celebration is what he rapped at. So yeah, just it's interesting. I think that's a that might be an op-ed. I might I might write that. Yeah, yeah, we gotta talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's the topic we just stumbled across, and I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, all right, man. You got anything else on this one? We we'll keep rolling. All right, all right. So last topic. 
uh, before we get into our, our typical uh, untitled sports outro. You thought sports is canceled. It's not. Not here. Um, right. I guess I guess we'll put it this way. Um, while a lot of people aren't able to go outside right now because of self-quarantining or whatever the situation may be. So we were thinking of things you could do while you're quarantined and chill. Things you can watch. Things you can do. Um, things that are enjoyable for you, like things that you could take time with and actually enjoy right now, uh, due to life, you know, the coronavirus, literally pulling everyone up, making them a full stop. So that being said, me and Tony came up with a few things that we thought would be cool. Um, Tony, if you want to go first with your first one and I, we can do one and one off this one, or unless we can just give the list, it's up to you. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Okay, so I'll, I'll piggyback off that a little bit as far as the watching aspect of things. Um, <clears throat> of course, there's, there's been there's been like of course the the whole Netflix and chill thing that's been happening. But I wanna I wanna highlight a specific thing on Netflix that you should watch, and I'm gonna give a disclaimer on this after I I, I say this because it's definitely rated M for mature. Um. But when I say Castlevania, you should know immediately it's about to get into get into the shenanigans, right? But the but the Castlevania Netflix series is shaping up to be one of my favorite animated series ever. So far, I did put ever on it. It's shaping up to be that. It's three seasons. The first season was about four episodes. Second season eight, and the third season was ten. Um, third season dropped. I want to say maybe a week or two ago. Um, and if you haven't seen it, um, it, it basically, it, 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 I don't want to spoil too much of the story because a lot of things build off the previous season, 
But the initial premise of it was, of course, to kill Dracula. And the Belmont family, they're, they're trained vampire hunters. So that's what they do. They kill vampires. They find Dracula. You know, whoop, whop, one time. You know, that's what they do. That's they think. Um, but it, it gets more layered than that when it turns out Dracula has a son. Um, son isn't necessarily as bad as his dad. And then they kind of build off of layers for that. One of the things that they did in season three is they built on the personality and the characters of from those first two seasons. And they did it in a way that was so like actually honestly remarkable um, to the point that by the time you get to like the last two episodes, they're like, OK, now we can get crazy. And the last two episodes of season three are some of the craziest things I've ever seen. And also some of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Here's your disclaimer. Um, if you have children, you should not watch Castlevania. <laughs> um, like when they're in the room. Um, if you are easily bothered by certain things, you should not watch Castlevania. However, if you can if you can sit and let them let them get their story out, the way season three ends is one of the most dramatic things i've seen since sopranos went black screen it hits so hard like i literally i like just straight up i just swore i was like wow wow like it it was way more cursing but wow um i just the way it ended but it 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 was a great ending it was dope the way they did it it was crazy um it was also just oh i I won't i won't say great (laughs) I will say, I will say animes have a way to remind you that animes are going to anime. And I'll leave it at that. Castlevania, worth your, worth your time if you want to put the put the time into it. Season one and two have like nice clean cut ended. Season three, just get ready. Just just, just get ready. It's going to take you there. Um, but if they keep going this way and they keep building off the world of Castlevania and doing this the way that they're doing. Yeah, they building something special on Netflix, bro. Um so I would say if you got time, go ahead, binge Castlevania, get through it. When you get through it, hit me up. Let's talk about the ending, bro. I don't want to spoil it for nobody, but let's just talk about it. Yeah, but episode nine, season, that's when it gets wild. It's just, yeah, okay, that's it. I can't give you any more of a warning. I'm just telling you. Towards the end of season three, some stuff happens and you're just like, what is happening? And then by the way, when it ends, you're like, oh, that's why. That sucks. And, <laughs> and you just, yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my one. What's your second one, Tom?
Yeah. I feel that. Um, man, I wish. I think I just have to just sit down and do it. But like me making music, it's like not been there for me the last few weeks. And I think, of course, this is also a little bit to do because I have a project that I want to drop, but I can't because I've been waiting for the artwork to be done. Um, which, by the way, I'm gonna talk to you about after this because you might be able to help with that. Um, because I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. So, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you. But, um, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. Uh, well, I ain't no kinda. I agree with that a lot, man. Um, a lot of times doing art is an outlet. You know what I mean? So like, you, you know, or just whatever the case may be, you gotta find your outlet, that thing that you enjoy doing, and um, it's not the most difficult thing to find now that you have time. Like, just what do you enjoy? Go from that. Like, whether you're good at it or not has nothing to do with it. I think that's important. Um, I'm going to repeat it again like Dr. Umar. Whatever, like, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> whether you're good at it has nothing to do with it. I said whether you're good at it has nothing to do with it. Whether you're good at it has nothing to do with it. Donations. No, all right, I'm playing. All right, I'm joking. All right, I'm, I'm joking. Y'all don't know who Dr. Umar is. You're you're missing out on a great content creator. Um, also, it's scary because I think he believes everything he says, and that's not good. But that's crazy, and he shouldn't. Um, <laughs> um my my second thing uh, to kind of go into what you were talking about. Um, finding an outlet as far as that. Um, I'm a, I'm a well, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll do this for a second. Um, for me, outlet, I like video games a lot, right? And I like video games that you can get absorbed in and kind of play. And I didn't think that I would be saying this two weeks ago, but I think I, I have like a very high tier list of video games. And a lot of it is based in the nostalgia, but if you go back and play those games in nostalgia, you'll see exactly why it's still high. Like, for instance, one of my favorite games, like franchises ever, is Streets of Rage. <clears throat> and the reason why is because you go back and play it it's still simply put a very craft well crafted game it's like yeah it's a sky scroller it's a beat em up it has elements to it you can team up and play with friends and you can, and, and it doesn't take a lot of your time like you can play through the whole game hour hour and a half and then you're good and you still have the rest of your day to go do things like congregate or take flights whatever whatever you do um but don't do that Right, exactly. You'll go to the gym with Senator Rand. But um just saying, things to not do. But um or um Donkey Kong Country, right? As soon as you boot it up, you know one of the main reasons, the music. It's like, yo, what's happening here? This is crazy. Like and then you play the game and it's a different art style for back at that time, and they never replicated that art style again in another game after that, by the way. And and no one's and it's just the way they did it is just beautiful. Like even though it's aged, it's beautiful. It stands the test of time. I think okay. Rare in general, yeah. Like Rare was cooking. They had the they had the Donkey Kong games. You had the Diddy Kong Racing Joint. You had Banjo Kazooie. Um, like like they were they were Killer Instinct. They were cranking out some incredible stuff. Actually, I take that back. The same animation for Donkey Kong Country was low-key using Killer Instinct. They just remixed it. So, But so it was a rare thing. It was a rare thing. Um, rare is the company. Rare games. Um, not in Rare now. Because <clears throat> uh, not the same. Not the same. But that being said, there's very few games that come out. 
Like, there's a, there've been a couple of games that's been one-offs, like Near Automata that comes out that's like great, and I'm just like, you should play this game. If you've only beat got one ending, you're robbing yourself of one of the best gaming experiences ever. I've said that. I swear by it. Um, do do all five endings. I approach it like it's anime. Like it's like the first two, and then it flips, and it is completely different. And you're like, what's happening? Um, but the, it's rare when there's a franchise that comes out that rivals those old franchises. And I honestly think the Ori and the blind, the Ori franchise that's happening on Xbox right now is incredible. Yep, that's the first one. That's the first one. Have you ever even just booted up the game? Okay, when you do, I I, I dare you give it, play it for ten minutes and come back. Play it for ten minutes and see if you're able to put it down. Just, just, just give, just, just try it. Ten minutes, and, that, and that's all it takes. You, you start playing, you realize the music's crazy, well, and like incredible. The art style is ridiculous, and then you start playing it and like, oh, this plays great. Oh, this is fun. Like, like everything in it, and the story is great. The story is incredible. Um, and they do a lot with just, just telling the story by you just playing. And it, it's great. Um, that being said, the second one just dropped, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And somehow, I don't know how they did this. They made it look better. Um, and they also changed like some of the gameplay a little bit. So it's like combat heavy now. But it's still, my, my point, what I'm saying, is that the Ori franchise is shaping up to be one of my favorites. So if you have time and you have Xbox Game Pass, both games are free on Xbox Game Pass. You should invest. That's my second. Yeah, you got plenty of time to play it. If you try to do everything on the first one, that's a good eight, ten hours. Like, have fun. You can beat it quicker, but you can eight, ten hours to get everything. Um, and you, it's one of those games where you can pick up, play for a little while, put it down, go about your business, and then you come back. Like, it's, it's there for you. It's very inviting, very open. It's a great game, and it's pretty. And it's just relaxing to play. Just soundtrack-wise, it's relaxing. Um, not going to say it's not hard, because it is. Um, but it, it's so it's a great game. It's a great game. So the Ori series is my second. You're welcome. Hey, turn up. <laughs> Half Life Alex. We are only. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> I saw the review earlier today, and I'm like, oh, snap. So I'm hoping one of my favorite streamers plays that, and I'll get into that later, but I'm, I'm hoping I get to see that because I'm, yeah. I got glasses. VR was weird for me because I have glasses, so. <sighs> yeah, I need to do that song.
Number three. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, bouncing off what you just said there, and I think that's important. Um, two things, two people I want to highlight. Um, shout out to Big Low. Uh, first off, he uh was actually going to tour and come through here April fourth, but because of everything, it got canceled. He makes his living on the road, so like I can't imagine exactly what he's going to because he got a family. You know what I mean? And the second person is my homie Earthling, uh, David Redwine. He actually mentioned something recently on Facebook, and he was talking about how. Um, some type of like establishing some type of like local fund for artists that normally get gigs that aren't able to because of it, you know, because of performance, like, you know, he does music and a lot of people that we are cool with do music, but we having issues as far as that. Cause a lot of the funds that we're able to make to make sell merch and things like that are through performances, not able, not quite able to do that. So I wanted to highlight them too, specifically just because I, I see them and every time they're on my timeline, it's always dope. And it, when you said that, 
that reminded me of them immediately. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say this, I guess I'll transition into my third because it's kind of connected. Um, Y'all know I'm big on the video game scene and things like that. And I really enjoy making video game related content outside of podcasting and music and stuff like that. It's cool. Um, but one of the things that I think is really cool to invest into is uh, if you know someone that's been streaming video games, you should plug in. Um, whether it's for, I know I do it. And so of course this, this doesn't, this, this isn't about me per se. This is about just in general. Right. Um, oh, for sure. You definitely should. Yes, indeed. Indubitably, sir. Um, but if it's anybody that you know that plays games, Justin Key, uh, and, um, Cal and, uh, and Jetta, they all play and they, they go by golden guys TV right and and they and they stream they have a consistent schedule they do pokemon random challenges they do like all kinds of crazy stuff and it's fun just watching them um so like i'm just saying just anybody in general if you know that's really dope that do things like that that's as far as the streaming aspect of it um i feel like you should uh check it out because you might actually enjoy it uh, and, and it's something else that they're doing what they love and me some i can speak for myself I like watching people in their element do what they enjoy. And if that's something that people enjoy, yeah, just go check it out. See what's up. At the very least, interact with them and see what's going on. Uh, go for the conversations. And, you know, you like, you know, like, I, I just think it's a dope idea to plug in. Like, and if, even if that sounds weird, just give it a shot. See what's going on. I think, think you might be pleasantly surprised how much you enjoy it. Even if it's just for the interaction aspect of joking on somebody when they suck or whatever. Like, you know, like. I wouldn't say joke on them. It depends on the person and the streamer. Some people, some streamers are more sensitive than others. Um, that too, really easy way to find and like research games without buying them to see if it's something you like. Go to a streamer that's playing it. Watch it for a while. Be like, hmm, okay, you kind of get into it, you know? So yeah, that's my other third thing. I think that's, uh, I think that's important. I think that's something you could plug in to do to in your quarantine time. Yeah, so that's what I got. That's my three. All right. So you got anything else on that? Yeah. 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 I feel that. I feel that. All right, man. So that's, I think that's everything that we got. Um, that's everything for that. Um, so yeah, let's get to it. Are you, so as far as that, I got, I got one topic. You got one? Okay, so, because uh, there's a lot. There's a lot we can address. Um, uh, If you want to go with yours first, and then I'll, because I'll, I think mine might take the longest. Okay. Yeah. 
I can't believe New England let this man go to another team. That's so weird. You know about the process that he went through to depict the teams? There's a lot, but part of it included actually um, learning the team's offense, like in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Right? So he actually was like, Tom been working, bruh, is what I'm saying. Um, and the fact that I think that is crazy. And also, that's kind of scary. Like, Tom is about to start playing against a team that he already knows the offense for. I just I I just don't understand how New England let him walk. I, I don't get it. I don't like I get it. No, I don't. You, you give him the Dirk Nowinski treatment, bro. Is what you do. They let him walk for nothing. And and for nothing. Like literally they, they didn't even like, they didn't train and get things back. They just said, all right, well, all right, wherever you want to go, go. All right, appreciate you. Thanks, man. Like, that's, I feel like that's Belichick just being stubborn and prideful. That's tough. It's tough making a business decision with somebody you think that you built a friend. Never mind. Maybe I'm reading too deep into it. But that's that's just wild to me that Evie did that. Also, honorable mention, um, I think it's interesting how this Cam Newton situation is playing out too. Mm, okay, okay. <laughs> Petty. I And I think that's really important he said that because a lot of times you could stay silent and people will just run with that narrative. So him just shaming that immediately like, nah, y'all bugging. I love Carolina. I'm not trying. I'm trying to make this work. Y'all the one that's doing this. I love how that reflects right back onto the organization. And now they got a day in a spot now. Good. Good. 
And I think even I think even that kind of shows how people have been so quick to assassinate Cam's uh, uh, personality and his, you know what I mean? His character. Because, like, my homie, my cousin played on this, like, he got a ring with Cam. He was he was on defensive line. So he played alongside Cam. So he knows Cam. And he was the one that was telling me initially, it was like, man, the way they doing this boy is, like, just doing my man's not cool. And he kind of put me on to it. So I was watching it. And I'm like, and as soon as you see it, it's real easy. It's kind of like I just saw something that somebody tweeted about. Um, it was somebody. It was Fonte. Fonte tweeted this recently. He was talking about how even though Michael Jackson was a legend, like white media would paint him as an incredible dancer instead of not acknowledging his artistic integrity and like his musicality, his vocals and his range and his content and his, you know, like all of that. They would just focus on incredible dancer. Like, like he didn't have a video of him turning into a Black Panther at the end. Right. Um, so, yeah. So that was interesting. Um, I think I think it's interesting how that happens when there's not enough voices that understand the where that's coming from. And by voices, I mean diversity in those particular areas. That's what I'll say on that. Directly connected to that R word we discovered like six pods ago. Yeah, yeah. Been doing some research on that for a while, guys. I'll come back with my findings later, but yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know how that goes. Um, I'll mention this one, though, and then after this, we can go and get out of here. Um, so, this one I thought was interesting. It happened a few weeks ago. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is an NBA player, um, an underrated underrated NBA player for the Brooklyn Nets. Believe he's point guard. Um yeah, he's point guard. Um and um he kind of highlighted something that I thought was actually really really cool. Uh because of everything that had been happening with the with 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 everything, with the NBA being canceled and all that, he had an idea talking about how to bring back the NBA when it does come back. And it's an alternate um, it's an alternate stance on, like, the playoffs and how it works in the NBA just because the season was canceled, so it makes sense for everyone to get a chance to play to keep going. So what he did, came up with a 28-team tournament, right? He says, uh, and this is coming directly from him. He has the bracket, shows it off and everything. He said, I think we're looking at a 28-team tournament. The top four seeds get a bye. The last four teams, 27, 28, 29, and 30, We'll have uh, they have a neutral site to play games March Madness style in a best of three. So it's essentially like a win or go home situation, but NBA form, right? Uh, and then after that, it goes normal. Like the round of 28, like that first round is a best of five. So first to win three games. And then after that, all of the rest of the rounds proceed as normal playoffs, best out of seven. I personally love this idea. I think lowest of keys, some of this should carry over to after this, after this, uh, after this one off happens. I think this is one of the best examples of modifying the playoff structure to try something different with no risk. Um, I mean, it's really no risk in the situation to do it this way this year. Pre-production. Hey.
Yeah. So I, I think, hmm, I guess my question is, is that if there's any like drawbacks to this, right? As I'm looking at it, the only real drawback, and it's not even a drawback for as far as entertainment wise, um, is that you could have a team that's like a 10th, 11th seed suddenly figure out how to play basketball and take out somebody crazy. But I'm okay with that. We love those stories. Um, like, like the Pelicans right now are outside of the playoffs. But I don't think anybody want to see them in a seven-game series with Zion and Brandon and and Zoe and and Drew Holiday cooking the way they're cooking right now. I don't think anybody wants to see that for seven games. So you know, I think it's cool. I personally think it's a dope idea. I don't know what they're gonna do um, because again, we we still got a long way to go before it gets to a point where they feel okay with resuming big national leagues like this, like the NBA and MLB and all of that, because people are not really listening. We don't know what normal is going to be in the, in the upcoming months. So we don't even know if it's going to be a situation where fans are even allowed or if it's just the players or what. We we don't know. We don't know if the NBA is going to mandate from now on that as part of being in the NBA is that you have to self-quarantine in order to play. You know, it's just, it's there's so much we don't know. Um, but, Let's say, hypothetically speaking, things do get back to a semblance of normal. We are able to actually flatten the curve before July. Um, And then this becomes an option. I'd love to see it. Yeah, it'd be great. Like It would be great. Like, I would love to see this. So, yeah. Yeah, same. What else you got, man? Anything else? Okay, cool. I think I think that's everything. I think we're good as far as that. What were we at? One forty two, one forty three. It was alright. Game, game a little, you know, game, game, yeah, a little something razzle dazzle. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to Betty White. For sure, just like she protected us back in the day. Hello? Alright. Hello? Alright, alright, never mind. Um it's fine. Whatever. Code Switches Podcast, man. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Um, really quick before we get out of here, Tony, is there anywhere people can find you on social media? K1NGELJAY. 
everything that you can think to search on a digital platform you'll find me there whether it's music games whatever just put that in you'll find me Except if you're racist, then maybe not. You may not have as much fun as we will. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, but no, seriously, we appreciate y'all um, letting you letting us into your house, into your life um, for the last two hours, man. Um, we'll try to keep this thing going more regular. It's just a lot happened. I, we keep saying this, but genuinely, a lot happened. So we're gonna try to keep this thing rolling. Um, because we, we enjoy doing this as much as we enjoy uh, y'all enjoy listening to it. So, so that's it, man. That's all we got. I genuinely appreciate it. You got anything else to us? Can we get out of here, bro? For, for sure, for sure. It, we, uh, the world needs it now more than ever, man. Um, don't be that guy to uh, be selfish in times like this. Like, just for real, help, help everybody out. You see something, you say something. You know how it, man, that's all I got, man. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and kick Craig out, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bye, Craig. We'll see you guys next week, man.